You are now listening to part two of the Zaddy Bob Show. But it also, again, you no, know, no, all those, everything you just said, you, uh, you're spot on. But this goes back to this goes back to us again, individualizing guys. You know, individualizing right. guys is supposed to be right. a team sport. Like, don't get it wrong. Do not get it wrong. We were, you know, if if Dirk Nowitzki didn't win a championship, he was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. But he played, and we can't say that he didn't have teams around him because every year that he played in Dallas, they've always had a competitive team. Okay, they've always had a competitive team. It was just a matter of it was just a matter of him finally putting it all together in the postseason and going out there and winning. Because let's face it, when like Dallas, that Dallas team in 2011 that won the championship, that was probably the most complete team. That was one of the complete most complete teams that Dirk has ever played on. But this is a guy that also started his career with Steve Nash. And if right. it wasn't for the Mavericks, you know, muddying up that situation, Nowitzki and and, and, uh, and Nash might have won a championship together. Nowitzki might have already so. won a championship before before uh, finally getting with Jason Kidd, having him come back to Dallas, and then you know putting the other necessary parts around him to uh, to be great. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, somebody just popped up with another four locos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured there's much. Because that, uh, that mad dog. He opened that mad dog. Oh, God, <laughs> can have all that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Dirk put it all together and had a great postseason run that eventually got him that championship. Sometimes, again, sometimes a guy can have you know a great season, put fifty win seasons together, but just doesn't put it all together in the postseason. Dirk, again. Put it all together in the postseason, even though they ran into a Heat team that was supposed to be, you know, the run, you know, run them out the out the uh, off off the gym. Guys like Sean Marion and and uh, Sean Stevenson on Dallas wasn't going for it. Jason Terry, they weren't going for it because they wanted to win. And at the now end of the day, it comes. That. Yeah, now let's talk about that because because people all often discredit LeBron for losing that championship. But mm-hmm. that Mavericks team was really good. They had a Yeah, but LeBron team. didn't show like, up. You go LeBron from one to ten. Regardless if he didn't show up. The Mavericks team, that's a good team. Like that's a good team but LeBron, the talent that they had, that's a top top ten, top fifteen. That's a good team. Okay, top Pirates team, team. But if LeBron showed up they win the championship. You know, no, back Probably. back that up. Maybe back that maybe. up. Back, back that up. Um, I don't think. I, honestly, I think Dallas showed. I mean, we can go. We. I mean, the final, final, the, the NBA Finals is littered with teams that you weren't expecting to win the championship, but they found a way to put it all together and do it. Dallas was by far. The underdog going to that finals because everybody, everybody yeah. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron gets to Miami with with with, with Bosch. They're talking about winning championship, not five, not six, not, not seven. One, they were li- not exactly. Two. That's talk. Look at, was look talk. at the okay. Heat team. That Heat that was team. Talk. And this this is this is a hot take. That Heat mm-hmm. team, what they did during that run, overachieved. Because outside of LeBron, Chris Bosch, and D Wade, they had a terrible team. They did not have talent on that team. You, the 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 best players they Mario had outside Carter? of those three, 
Ray Allen. Donald Trump. Then what did he do? What he do after that? See that Ray Allen, Ray Allen? was one. Ray Allen was one. I'm talking. I'm talking. Talent outside that. Ray Allen. Did they um, have morning going to them? Say it again. Morning, right? Morning. No, morning was, was that was thirty. That was he, he was already he retired was, by then. Yeah. So you have Mike okay, Miller, uh, Ray oh, Allen, the other dude, Posey, Dad Posey. No, James, when, no, when, no, when, no, no, James Posey was part of that that '06 team that won it. Yeah, but James was Posey was not. Yeah. You talk about when you look at that Mavericks team. You are talking about Sean Marion, All Star. You are talking about mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, Hall of Famer. You talk about Tyson Chandler. He was an all-star. Like, he was a good player. He was always was in the conversation of all defensive okay, teams. they were still the underdogs. I mean, Miami was supposed I to understand that. Too. They were underdogs because of the, the, the big three. But outside of the big three, those teams weren't great. You you had Joe Anthony start at center. But, the, but he that, wasn't, you could bro, he, he was one of the great teams. You can say that for a lot of people. No, you like, can't. Like no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Oh, my God. No, you can't. No, you can't. All right. Okay. All right. Who, okay. Andrew Bogut was a number one overall pick. That's who their starting center was. No, I'm Draymond Green. Hall of Famer right now. KD. The Warriors with KD. Who do we have in our center? Zaza Pachulia? Okay, but you had Sean Livingston. You had Andre Iguodala. Like, you had dudes who were starters in the league, lottery picks. But you could come off the that bench. The Warriors made Sean Livingston a better player than what he was. You know what I mean? Especially he got hurt. Injury. That's why his. But he was still him, though. Like, he came to the Warriors and he was still doing what he would do. Like, he wasn't doing it at the level he should have because of the injury. But Sean Livingston haven't, wasn't a bad player. Haven't we seen. Haven't we seen teams win championships with guys who were yeah, who were great, you know, earlier on in their careers, but as they as they got older, they were better bench players. Like we've seen right. There's not it, this isn't different. Like they're like seriously, the like Ray Allen that, though. That's what I'm saying. The Heat they literally heat, brought yeah. guys who weren't good anywhere else, but they were perfect for for that team because they had LeBron, they had D Wade, and Chris Bosch. Which and and which 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 was uh which is what you need, right? Like, which sure, it might not. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like at the end at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is about winning the championship. You don't care if Gary Payton is coming off your bench uh, and is up there rolling your you know you know the leader of your second second unit. Gary Payton's a, yeah, Gary Payton's a Hall of Famer, but. You know, you you feel like you're in good hands with him coming off your bench because you've seen him do it. It you know it throughout his career. You're okay with that. You know, guys guys are you know there are guys who are willing to take lesser roles to go to a team that they know has a great opportunity to win a championship. It's just the way it is. That's why Dallas. West. That's why David West was a good, yeah. David West is a great comp. People forget Stoyakovic was on the damn Mavericks uh, the year that they won the championship uh, for, over Miami. Like they have had, like yeah, the, they were the Mavericks. Deep. They were very, uh, they were a very good yeah. team. They were deep. They were deep. They they ended up getting Kawhi Butler uh, as well. Like they, um, uh, uh, God, Corey Brewer. They had Corey Brewer on that team as well. So it's like, yeah, that like. Again, like for you to win a championship as an organization, 
like everything has to fall right in place for you guys are going to be have to play well at that and you know at, at that point and that's what Dallas did guys were just playing well Dirk was playing out of his mind again that right. postseason run he was just due you just know when a team is just due like you they look they have the look and feel like you know what that team's going to win the championship just like with the Denver Nuggets here just like with the Denver Nuggets and yeah, Jason Terry. Jason Terry was a, the, this was a team that everybody on that roster were looking for their first titles. Everybody yeah. on that team was looking for their first championship. And when you when you have with talent, when you have guys like that, those those are the teams that are usually are going to win. The the hungry the team that is just that much hungrier in Dallas for what it was worth. Was just that much more hungrier than the uh, than, than the Heat that right. year, and, and they put it all together. Because you're talking about Corey Brewer, he was like uh, all NBA team defensive team player. Cron mm-hmm. Butler, Tyson Chandler, Brendan Haywood was a solid. If Brendan Haywood was on the Miami Heat, he would be a starter of that team. You know what I mean, like that type of thing. Jason Kidd, Sean Marion, Steve Novak was a knockdown shooter. Dirk Nowinski, Sasha Pavlovich, he was on the Lakers team when they were running, making championship runs. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you had got Deshaun Stevenson. He was a starter on the Wizards. Like, he was a good player. Pedro Stoyakovic, I, come on. Like, they, they had a really deep team. Like, you're, yeah, that is, is a forgot about deep. player, Deshaun Stevenson. Right. Deshaun Stevenson. He was a starter the on the had, Wizards. The guy that had an uh, uh, ATM in his own damn house. Yeah, that guy. And he had Abraham Lincoln tattooed on his neck for whatever reason. Ain't that, that, ain't that something? Exactly. They also had um, <laughs> exactly. So it's like again, like you just know when a team is just due to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And, and Dallas, again, Dallas was due. I mean, the, the the only the only the only drawback from that was I was upset that they didn't allow that team to come back next year and try to defend the title. Like Mark Cuban yeah. could. Could have at least just ran it back uh, just one more year, um, just to see if they can do it again. But again, like at the end of the day, you don't care who, you don't care what veterans you have on your team. You're just hoping that they're contribute to helping you win a championship. And then, and at the end of the day, that's what that's what Dallas did. Dallas was able to get all those veterans who, again, were stars everywhere else. To buy in to like, right. look, man, this might be because again, you we talk about these windows of opportunities to win a championship only open for so much for for, for that long. The Mavericks, probably, they, we as we saw, they they ended up having they didn't have the same team the next year. That was Dirk's window of opportunity to win. Like you have when, when 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 it's open when when the window is cracked that just just that much, you got to find a way to get through it and and and. And Dirk winning that championship not only solidified his legacy, but it, but it, it it legitimized Mark Cuban as as an NBA owner or governor, yeah. as you will, because he's got because his excuse me he led a team his team um, finally won a championship, and again we see how hard championships are uh, are to win. And with public perception, he won a championship he wasn't supposed to win, and it kind of made up for him losing as his number one seed to the We Believe Warriors because he needed that for his legacy. Oh, no question. 
Yeah. So yeah, man. I feel like that that wasn't that wasn't such a upset as people make it out to be. But that was just a perfect culmination of timing. The big three being on a team where everyone this pretty this team pretty much was built from scratch. Like we 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 ignore that. This team had to learn each other's tendencies on the fly during the season. One through fifteen. Like Dwayne Wade was Dwayne Wade and Udonis Hanson were probably the only two players on that team that were on the team the year before. So this is an entirely well, new team. So you're absolutely right. But I think also if you look at the Warriors when they got Kevin Durant, they hit the ground running. No breaks. Mm-hmm. Like they it it, it almost yeah. felt like they that they they played with each other for at least two, three years already. Before yeah, I mean they they lost that first game to San Antonio. Lost the first game to San Antonio, but all of a sudden they they they, they pretty much won over sixty games that year. Right, yeah. They right. played like tremendous basketball. Well, they almost what they did Yeah, they wanted to do what lose one postseason game that whole that whole playoff run. Yeah. Uh. So, so, so the Warriors there, it, like sometimes it doesn't take that long for everybody to act. Again, it comes down it comes back to buying in. You know, it comes down to being yeah. into buying in. Like Clay Thompson, when they ended up bringing in Steph Curry, uh, sorry, uh, Kevin Durant, he immediately said, "I'm not sacrificing anything." Clay Thompson didn't sacrifice anything, and <laughs> and honestly, yeah. everybody in the thing, everybody knew the and the crazy. That's the thing. Everybody knew the everybody was going to eat, but they knew their roles, uh, and, and 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 as so, you didn't hear any problems through that th- that whole year. They were about they were just kicking ass. There was times where you saw the whole damn starting lineup sitting out the fourth quarter like it was like it was a re- with regularity. Like there were times where the Warriors right. were out here beating teams senseless, and you had Steph and Clay and KD and Draymond all sitting out in the fourth quarter when the fourth quarter starts, not with five minutes left, whole fourth quarters. Okay, so they we knew there more of Jacoby Evans, Jordan Bell. That we probably should. James Michael McAdoo, like you saw those guys out there. I know. Come on, dude. We should have seen them guys, but the word Patrick McCall, Patrick McCall. You know, like you know, but like like I said, that all comes down to guys being able to buy in and knowing their roles. Kevin Durant knew knew that he came in and it seemed like he fit in seamlessly. So that's why you know when you go back to the Miami Heat, they didn't know whose team was going to be. Dwayne Wade was, it's, uh, you know, he's Mr. Miami, but they're they're trying to make LeBron comfortable and, and defer to him, you know. That's why they kind of got off to that. Uh, they were barely five hundred. Um, the first what, first twenty games of the season, they were barely five hundred. First twenty games. I mean, they yep. Yeah, they eventually turned it around, uh, and as you saw, they got to the finals. But it took, as you said, it took them the entire season to finally get, you know, to really just acclimate to one another. Golden State seemed after that after that San Antonio loss got their minds in check, realized no, this is not how this yeah. is going to work, and they ended up re- making a few couple adjustments. What happened? Took off. It sometimes yeah. it just turn. It, it just takes some of that has to do with because mm-hmm. the, my, like like I said, the Miami Heat team they had maybe ten to twelve new players. 
The Warriors Ooh. only had like three or four new players. Three so or four, you, yeah. Yes, Kevin Durant is a, such a big guy, like big personality on the team, big mm-hmm. influence on the team. You do have sure. to change what you do. But the Heat really had to figure out what do we have here because all of these guys are new. I don't know. Like, that, and that's why, like, me and me and Chill had a conversation maybe 10, 15 episodes ago that Eric Spolcher is a top five coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That season was really a testament to how good of a coach Eric Spolcher is because even though he did have three of maybe the top ten players in the NBA, to put that together and get to the finals in the first year with this talent, that's amazing to me. But let's be and honest. He's, pro- and he's like, proven. Like, in the playoffs, how much does your lineup strength? Like, it becomes maybe like a seven- to eight-man rotation. Am I right? Even though, but the, if the seven guys are playing with each other for the first time that season, you know what I mean? That's tough. Like, you're playing But based on talent alone. And they, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. Talent alone, they got to the finals. But when you have ten new guys on your team, you shouldn't go to the finals. But they had the talent to get to the finals, and that's why they lost to a team who had a bunch of vets, a bunch of guys who were starters on other teams. Like these were high usage players on other teams. They put them together on the Mavericks, and it was just a culmination of perfect chemistry. And they they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, a little bit of Bron, I guess you could call it choking. A little bit of Bron not living up to the moment has something to do with that. But even if Bron did what he was supposed to do, I don't think they win that series. Really? Mavericks were clicking on all cylinders. What Mavericks win? 4-2? Like, it was 4-2. They were clicking four, on all cylinders. Like That that team did not look like they were going to lose that finals regardless of what the Miami Heat did. They yeah. had an answer for everything. Again, we just we see like I've watched enough sports where you know a team is just destined to win. Like they just it you just know it. it's their, it's their it's their time to win. Like like again, like how many times we've seen a team knock on the door, knock on the door, finally break through. Uh, I mean, it's just their time. Like the Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki, it was just eventually his time to finally get over the hump and win. Yeah, uh, I mean some some of the best uh, some of the best athlete athletes don't get that opportunity. Barry Bonds prayed to to get to a World Series, but he never prayed oh to winning God. World Series. There's a difference. Pray to get to a World Series. Pray to get to a World Series is one thing, but praying to win that World Series is another thing. He got to the World Series. He prayed for that. He was happy for that, but he didn't get to win it. Like. If if Alex so Rodriguez, you, before you move on, go ahead. Yeah, before you move on, let me ask you: Do you blame that on Dusty Baker? Because I do. A lot of folks will blame it on Dusty Baker. I blame it on the fact that the damn uh, Giants couldn't close the damn job the night before. Don't give but me this why game. Do you Don't take me... out Russ Ortiz. Why do you take out Russ Ortiz in that game? He you was take out what, You know what? And I, and I and I love Dusty. I just think Dusty played. I, I think Dusty managed scared there. That's just I've always I've always believed yeah, that because on, he, he managed tight. And that, and honestly, it also goes. 
and I love Kyle Shanahan, but there's times where Kyle Shanahan has has oh, coached yeah. tight in big oh, games. That, that's been that that's, that's a nasty that has been pivot. Known. That's a nasty pivot, but that's accurate as hell. But that's it, it, it's, it's accurate. Yeah, 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 and I think when that's it comes down with that's I think that's what it came down to with Dusty and uh, Russ Sartik giving the uh, the ball to Felix uh, uh, Rodriguez and punk ass Scott Spezio hits the three run home run, but that's another story. Uh, you know, so like at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you um, I just got hella yeah. sad. Hey, trust. I mean, I remember sitting. I remember watching that damn World Series and. I was it was my freshman year at Fisk, and I was sitting around in the uh, in, in in the uh, TV room with a couple of uh, a couple of folks, and I remember big big uh, had a big keg in there, bunch of a uh, bunch of subs, and we were watching the game, and and I'm going nuts. I'm like, this is finally about to happen. Barry, like Barry Lamar Bonds, is about to get this goddamn ring. I can't wait for the parade, and like, I mean. I was. I remember celebrating when they ended up beating the. Uh, ended up uh, beating the cart was the or the Braves. No, it was the Cardinals. It was a cart. No, no, it was the Braves Cardinals. in the NLCS. Yes. And uh, no, 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 it was, was the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. Cardinals. Excuse me. It was the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the Cardinals. Excuse me, because. Because uh, Kane Lofton hits the uh, the, the go ahead yeah, uh, the game winning uh, single. Oh my! I remember God. that. Yeah. I remember going nuts yeah. uh, in the room, and then and then and, and the World Series comes around. I'm thinking like, okay, you know, Barry's gonna finally get his ring, and you know, like you, you, this is gonna and legitimately put him in the Hall of Fame. Nobody, there's gonna be no issues, whatever. And all of a sudden, once I saw that damn rally monkey and uh, Scott Spezio hit that damn three run home run, I'm like, yeah, you just felt you just felt it as like this is not this is not gonna be their finest hour, and. And at the end of the, for the Warriors, for the Warriors, for them to win, you know this this, this most recent championship, it, it caps off it caps off a good dynasty, you know, because now they're going now when you go into uh, this year, um, it is championship or bust for them, and Chris Paul is going to, you know, he's that, and we, we just talked about guys who who are looking for that one championship to solidify their legacy. Uh, to help them with their, you know, to 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 solidify their uh, their Hall of Fame candidacy, Chris Paul does this. He ends up winning a championship with the Warriors. Does any of us believe he doesn't retire after that? That's the question I got. He's for you definitely guys. retired. He's definitely retiring. So, so I think he's looking that, at this season like, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. No, go go ahead, go ahead, D. I got it next. Don't trip. I think he's definitely looking at this season as his last hurrah. Even if he doesn't start, which I think he's going to try to make a push to. I don't know if that... I mean, a lot of people say that it doesn't matter if he starts or not because it's all about the closing lineup. But like we I said in our, our group start. chat... That's another yeah, going back to our group chat, I think him not starting matters with the rotations and the timing of the rotations. I don't think he should start either. But even if he doesn't, even if he does start, I think this is the last hurrah for him. Just for the simple fact that I think he wants to win the championship. I don't think he starts, and I think he does whatever he needs to do to win a championship. If he does win a championship, I think he retires. If he doesn't, I think he tries to kind of mingle with teams to see if he can 
get in with a team that looks like they have a clear line to the championship. But I honestly think that this is probably Chris Paul's last year. I really okay. So I got a question for you guys, right? And and I already know mine. Is there anything or any championship or any moment in sports good in a good way that have actually made you cry tears of joy? Like like tears were actually coming down your face. Mm. Uh Tears of joy outside of uh, outside of what the Warriors actually. Well, actually, I didn't cry. That. I was just more surprised than anything when the Warriors uh, right. won, their, won that first championship. Now, crying of tears of joy, I would say probably. I probably cried seriously. The last time I probably cried in a for in a sporting sense. Ooh, it would go back. It honestly, it it probably goes back to shit. Really goes back to the Niners, the Niners' last championship. To be real, to be quite honest, which is probably the last time I cried because nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, and the reason being is because yeah, reason being is because again, like like I go back to talking about teams that were just knocking on the door of winning a championship, like. Like that, that the, like those those early '90s teams after uh, Montana and, and and basically uh, Young taking over, J- Steve up there won you know won his MVPs. Hell, the Niners ended up going fifteen and freaking uh, fifteen and three in the uh, overall the, in in '92. But let Dallas come in the candlestick and win that damn playoff game. And how about but them Cowboys was born in the locker room? How about them Cowboys? Oh, my God. You know, I hate that. And then, I the hate next, that and then the next year, they ended up going to Dallas and ended up getting smoked in the NFC Championship game where Jimmy was like, hey, we're going to win the Where he proclaimed, you know, said, hey, we're going to win the game. And no one, you know, everyone was like, fuck it. They, they, Niners were just not a better team. And then Finally, that '94 team getting over the hump. Even though they brought in a bunch, you know, Dion and Richard Dent, my man, uh, City Champ Ricky Jackson from the Saints. Like they brought in so many guys to just because because there was only one goal. It was beat Dallas because they're once they beat Dallas, they were going to win the Super Bowl. It was just about beating Dallas. It wasn't about just getting to the Super Bowl and winning it because whoever's whoever's going to be at the end of the, at the end of the line. Sorry, San Diego was going to get trounced, and, and as you saw, San Francisco put up forty nine on, on on San Diego in the Super Bowl. But they were built to beat Dallas, and I think when they beat Dallas, I I cried that day uh, because it was just like how many you, you you can't be losing these damn NFC Championship games. Not 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 just losing the NFC Championship game. You losing the Dallas. You can lose the NFC Championship game to anybody else, but don't lose to them. Don't lose to them. You know, so arrogant fucks because they were arrogant as hell. That's why. That's why. That's why I relish all these. That's why I relish these last two playoff uh, wins against the Cowboys because everybody, you know, it, 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 it just brought back. You know, it just brought back the '90s all over again. It was like, you know, we, we, matter of fact, we talked about this a few uh, a few podcasts back that. When, during the, during the Warriors uh, uh, playoffs, when they when they were playing the the Kings, you can lose to anybody. You can lose. Hell, as you saw, you lost to the Lakers. You can lose to you can lose to Portland. 
Hell, in, in, in certain circumstances, you can lose to Memphis. But don't lose to Sacramento. Okay? Because if you lose to Sacramento, it's not just the fact that you lost to Sacramento. It's the bragging rights that the fools from the 916 was going to be able to rain down on you. Right? That's what it's it like is. Losing yeah, a little brother. Especially when that organization models themselves after you. Exactly. Thank you, D. Right. They modeled themselves after the Warriors. And if the Warriors would have lost that damn playoff series, we're still hearing about this right now. Sacramento is out here. They would have lost in the playoffs the next round, but they would have heard, yeah, we beat the Warriors in the playoffs. We can't, you know, we can't say nothing about, can't take that away from us. That's what it, that's what it would have been like. So, again, right. you, for the 49ers, you can lose to anybody. But don't lose to Dallas. <laughs> That's it. Don't it's just don't lose to Dallas. That's the only yeah, team. No. And 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 I will say this: the Eagles mm-hmm. are growing. On no, it, and you I know what's so not, funny? I do not like Eagles fans. I do not it's, like Eagles. Fans. It's funny you say that because uh, was talking about it earlier this week when I was at work that. You know, the Eagles are starting to try to, you know, there was a poll question talking about are the Eagles the biggest, the 49ers' biggest rivalry. I don't even put them up there like that. Like, everybody was talking about, oh, are you still are you still hurt from the NFC Championship game loss? I got over that shit two hours after the game. Wait. Right. I got over it. That's Quick. not even, because that's not even what, that's not even up there on the most devastating losses as a fan that I've suffered. Not even the okay, top so 10. Are the Eagles to the Niners, what Memphis is to the Warriors? Yes, that's a, that's, that's a good that's a good analogy. analogy. That's a perfect, great analogy. Perfect. That's perfect right Y'all there. Y'all just got to the party. Meth A, the the Eagles, I respect them, real good team, but trust. Come week thirteen, we're going to see if that same team got the same stuff that they did last year. I mean, because the 49ers go to Philadelphia, and matter of fact, I'm actually might um I might go to that game. Me and my girl, she's a she's a big Eagles fan. We might go to that game. Rub it in her face, Joe. Nah, trust me. I I'm, I'm not stupid. Cause trust, I wanted to rub it in her <laughs> face when we when, if we would have if we would have won. But no, I like I like a happy life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I agree. I you agree. guys know what date? Do you guys know what date that that game was on? It's uh November, It's December third, I believe. December fourth. It's uh it's week thirteen. I know that for a fact. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's December. It's that first. It's the first Sunday in December. I know that for a fact. Whatever that date is, it's the first, it's the first Sunday there. Yeah, I feel like we should do something that game. Okay, that's a bit okay. for, for me as a fan. With football, since it's only seventeen weeks, every that's week why the seems wins. like it should be. Yeah, the wins are very important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like thirteen week thirteen with the Eagles that could have playoff implications. You're talking about maybe the Niners and the Eagles if things go according to plan. Of course, you're talking about the Niners and the Eagles battling for that number one seed again. The Niners meet yeah. the Eagles in Philadelphia. What else, what else are they going to say? They can't say anything. True that. I mean. Yeah, and that's why you know that's why that's why that's why they you know the NFL the 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 NFL schedule makers 
both believe that the 49ers or Eagles are going to be good. That's why they had that game so late in the season because it's going to most likely, yeah. like you just mentioned, it's going to be uh, for playoff seeding. Um, if that game was like week, you know, week five, week six, then uh, right. it's still it, it, it'd have some importance, but it'd have that much importance. But the 49ers, I know they host Dallas on a Sunday night for week five, so of course the NFL believes. That uh, Dallas, anytime you put, you throw the record out, Dallas and San Francisco uh, always is going to be a, a draw, um, no matter what the right. records are, because just it's just both both fan bases just to, do not like each other. But it's just the fact that they're the good, both teams are good at this time. They're and and like I said, like you know, right? Both teams despise each other, but it it all comes down. It all comes down to you know both teams being good and they're going to you know fight for uh, fighting for uh, a playoff spot. So that's why that's why uh, it's interesting that the 49ers play the NFC East uh, this year again because they uh, they host the Cowboys and the Giants and they go on the road to Philadelphia and Washington. Uh, you know, so it's uh, they're going to you know they're going to they're going to play some teams where. They're going to play a division where they all, like they could have gotten all four teams into the, into the playoffs if, uh, if things were played out. Uh, so they so the Niners are going to have you know they're going to have their work cut out for them. But uh, but Philadelphia definitely has uh, has has become more of a, of a nuisance and annoyance I think than anything for Niner fans than an actual rival because I mean we don't play them every year. I mean, we, we you know right. we do play them, but we don't play them with the frequency of a Seattle. Like honestly, hell, you throw the record books and when you play Seattle, when it when when, it, when it's when it's Seahawks week, you know it. We don't know when it's right. Eagles week around here. Like okay, they play the Eagles, all right, whatever. But you know, oh, it's Seahawks week. Oh, it's Rams week. Oh, it's Car- oh, look it's at Cardinals this, week. Though. Okay, yeah, Joe, Joe, look at look at how the schedule makers did this. Hmm. <laughs> Week twelve, Thursday night football at Seattle. Week thirteen at, at Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They got eleven days. Uh huh. I love you. You got it. You got a nice little break. You got eleven days to, to, pre- to prepare. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you come back to Levi Stadium. One week later, and you gotta face the Seahawks again. I love that's it. That's a nasty little run right there. I love it. I love. I love, I love it too. I love, the way, I love the. I love that way the schedules uh, played out. But I, like I said, I really love the fact. Speaking of schedules, I love the fact that the Forty ers schedule their bye week is literally in the middle of the year. It, it like yeah, honestly, it I will. T- I, I'm I'm fine with that. But this is after they take they play. Back to back weeks against two of the best uh, wide receivers in uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase. You know, so the nine, you know, before they go to that bye week. Don't sleep on Amari Cooper. Who? Don't sleep on Amari Cooper. Charverius Ward is going to have his hands full with Amari Cooper. Who? Amari Cooper. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) You don't think he's good? I respect Mamari Cooper, but okay, no, you this, don't. This, no, you don't. This is this is this is right. Mamari, this, now, that was this disrespect. Isn't, that was this isn't no. This isn't this isn't this isn't the Amari Cooper from the Cowboys. This is Amari Cooper that is actually a Brown 
playing with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds good. And we'll, we'll see. But wait a minute. The Niners play the Browns this year? I mean, yeah. When you when you preface it with the ne- the following weeks, they have to guard. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, don't get it wrong. No, no. Yes. Hey, yes. No, I, not the same no, category I, of player. Not the same category as player. I'm just more so. Yeah, no, I'm worried about. I'm worried about guys that I know can take you know can take the top off of defenses and those two guys the Mark yeah. Cooper no there's there's respect there but we're talking about two LSU guys that just it seems like man double triple cover these guys they're you know they're still getting open finding ways to make and finding ways to you blow can't do game, anything so. about it and, and like I said it, it you know that uh, they play the they play the Vikings. They play the Vikings on uh, on uh, Monday Night Football. Then they play the C, uh, the the Bengals the following week, and then they're by. So yeah, I mean the Niners. Like I said, I'm more worried about the, the that level of competition uh, than Cleveland. I mean, okay, like I mean Browns on the Browns. We're doing that with Cleveland, and and mark this. Like if we were mark this. I don't think the Cleveland Browns are as bad as we think they are. I they're not. No, no, no. They're not as bad as we think. But again, this is what. We, but we need to see it. Like I'm getting tired. Like don't. Like I. I don't. I'm not a fan of 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 games being played on paper. Like I. I, I, I like I need you. I like I need to see. Are you know, if you're for real? Because like. We can, like this year, yeah. Like the Browns have to show us something. Like Deshaun Watson has to show that you know two hundred million dollars plus is where is, is is money well spent. Like the Browns have to come back this year and make the playoffs, or all bets are off. They're not going to do. They're not going to be doing anything right at all uh, of significance. Again, like we've seen, like the Niners have given us history of what they can do during the regular season and postseason. The uh, the, you know the 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 Eagles have shown us that the, uh, you know like team the Bengals the, the the Chiefs like we know what these teams are all about we know what they can bring to the table but a team like the Browns so much hype we need to see it you know so same with same with Seattle there's a lot of hype coming up in Seattle Jackson uh, Jackson uh, Enigma. Uh, they're up there comparing him to apparently he's the next Doug Baldwin. You know, like there's a lot of hype coming out of know, Seattle man. there. Show that's us again. Play, that's what I'm saying. Show us again. But I'm I'm willing to to go off on the ledge with the Browns more than I'm Seahawks. And this is not me being a Niners fan and feeding into the rivalry. I trust I really, Seattle more honestly, than I trust Cleveland. I'm, that's just me. I'm looking at Cleveland's roster and just me. And and Chill knows this. I don't go off on the ledge unless I really have confidence in the team. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Cleveland's roster, and I'm looking at the players. If this team is healthy, they are built great. This is a greatly – it's not just, hey, let's just get talented players and put them together and see if this works. They have the pieces to compete in that division. I would say they make the playoffs in this division. 
three teams are making the playoffs. Denzel Ward and Craig, and Greg Newsom the second are two good corners. I like um, great corners. Come on, yeah, come on. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't sleep on Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit is a great strong safety. Juan Thornhill is probably the the weakness of that of that. Juan, Juan, no, no, no. Think about Juan Thornhill out of uh, Kansas City. His problem was the fact that he just tore his ACL, like I want to say two years ago, and he's just now trusting that leg again. He's actually not that bad. Right. He's he's not a bad player. That's what I'm saying. He's the weakness, and he's not that bad. Mm -hmm. You look Mm -hmm. at that linebackers. Anthony Walker, he's a great linebacker. Anthony Walker's a guy that he's in the same. Honestly, he's in the same boat as a guy as uh, Falasade Oluwakan out of uh, yes. out of Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he yeah. was he was good in Atlanta, but he but uh, Oluwakan has gone has gone to Jacksonville and has transformed that Boy, defense. And Oluwakan yeah. is fast. He's a fast. So, yeah, Anthony Walker is is in that same uh, is in the same boat. A guy that's just real yeah. aggressive. Doesn't miss tackles. And that, that's another thing. I need my linebackers not missing tackles. Not he a, is a surefire tackler. Tackle. Yeah. He, he's, okay. he's not going to miss tackles. Mm-hmm. You've got Zadarius Smith at one end and Miles Garrett at the other. That's not yeah. bad. You've got Dalvin Thompson as, a, as, a, as your nose tackle? Come mm-hmm. on, dude. They have a nice defense. And that's he's not to the mention world. their offense with Donovan People Jones. I really like him. I really like Donovan Peoples Jones. He's a really good receiver. You're talking about that's your number three, out Elijah of, uh, Moore, out of Michigan. You know what, Elijah right. Moore? They have said Elijah Moore is doing the damn thing in OTA. And uh, he's in good. He's good. I think he's the so honestly, good. the Jets, the Jets are going to rule the day they let him go. Like seriously, yeah. like I like the fact he's they got Alan Lazard, Lazard. But uh, yeah, exactly because I think. Lazard. Because I, I really would have loved to see him and Garrett Wilson with the Aaron Rodgers, you know. And, and like I said, I think that Alan Lazard signing was definitely an Aaron Rodgers, uh, an Aaron Rodgers uh, pool, you know. Because trust me, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, you know who Elijah Moore reminds me of? He reminds me. He really does remind me of Andre Risen. He reminds me of like I don't know like. That's I'm trying, like, he's like a, a, a real a small point. guy, but he's fucking tough. Like, you need to be tough out uh, there on the island. Seriously. And he and he brings toughness to it. And I, like, Cleveland's going to, Cleveland's got, is, is going to make some teams uh, pay, uh, at, uh, you know, uh, with their wide receivers. But a guy like, a, a, a guy like Elijah Moore, I'm telling you, man, he, he, he reminds me a lot of Andre Ryan. I, I like him. When Mike White was the quarterback, you look at Elijah Moore, he was putting up numbers. And you yeah, go back to Elijah Moore's rookie season, he had a great rookie season. But he Ole Miss. his second Yeah, Ole, he he was he's a great receiver. It's just you try to put you know what I mean, the Jets quarterback at you try to start him, you try to give him reps and it doesn't look good. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. did not look good at all. He did not look good at all. And you try and Elijah and uh, sorry, I'm like fumbling. 
Elijah Moore, you you put him at the number one receiver, and you got Zach Wilson as the quarterback, and he he's not a good quarterback. So Elijah Elijah Wilson or Elijah Moore automatically looks like he's not a good wide receiver. Right, and then of course he up there uh, was having you know was falling out of favor with the coaching staff, and right, you know, it was just. It was- well, I don't blame just, him. I don't. It was it was a collection of uh, of issues, and, I, and honestly, it was a great. And I mean, the Jets, you know, and him, they needed a fresh start from each other. And and as you can see, he gets to Cleveland, where you know all he can, all they can do is go up. And and if he's right, and if he's ha- and if he can show half of what he did in in, uh, in New York with the Browns. He's going. He's going to have a. He's going to be a potentially a guy that that's going to be a Pro, pro Bowl alternate, or a guy that might get you know get mentioned up there as a Pro. Because again, like the AFC is filled with quarterbacks, and the Browns luckily luckily does have a quarterback in uh, Deshaun Watson. Elijah Moore can mess around and have career career, uh, career year across the board: right. catches, yards, touchdowns, yards per uh, yards per catch. I mean, he could be a guy that can literally come in that locker room and be a team leader. Like, he has those type of characteristics. They're running a lot of 31 personnel off top. You got Nick Chubb. You got the three wide receiver set. You got David Njoku. His problem is he doesn't stay healthy. If David Njoku Mm -hmm. stays healthy, he's a top five tight end in the league. He's an athletic freak. And their line is not bad. Like they have, they have talent on their line. Jay Coughlin, uh, Jarek Wilson Jr. They have a good team. <laughs> like they are really built well, and their coach knows how to build. He's as far as building a running game plan for for the the week. He's up there with uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan. He yeah. knows how to build a game plan based off the run game. Like he's excellent at it. And Deshaun Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson is such a good play action quarterback. I, I have a hard time seeing this failing if people are healthy. If they if if they're healthy and they and they and they still struggle, they finish like eight and nine or nine and eight or yeah. something like that. Then then and they don't make the playoffs. Uh, like I don't, I'm not, and I am not in the business of of advocating for any coach to lose his job. But I can see that the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, I don't, especially if they the last two, if they take, if they miss the playoffs again this year because they missed the playoffs last year after going to remember they went to yeah. Pittsburgh and absolutely just beat the hell out of the Steelers. Um, before yeah. before any of us sat down, they were like they were up like twenty twenty something points. Um, yeah, they were 20, you know twenty one nothing. They were like twenty one nothing, and, and yeah. So right with with uh, with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. Okay, yeah. like now yeah. now again you're right. But if if they if the Browns take another step back and don't make the playoffs, Kevin Stefanski he may not lose his job. But he's definitely going to be in a hot seat going into the following season because, again, if as long as you have a quarterback in the AFC, you got a you got a chance to 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 be competitive, and and if you look at that whole a- AFC North, that whole division has it has a quarterback. The, the Steelers still believe in Kenny Pickett. The Browns we just talked about with uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Baltimore with uh, with Lamar Jackson, 
uh, Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. I mean, the whole, the, the, you know, and then if you really want to go over, you know, the rest of the AFC, Kansas City with Mahomes. The AFC, the AFC West as a whole have quarterbacks. I mean, the weakest link in the division is most likely J- Jimmy Garoppolo. But Damn. He, but what we've, what it's, we, it's just a fact. Because I mean, look, because Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl winner, and then uh, and a lot of and a lot of folks believe in Justin Herbert's uh, skill set. So he's he's clearly better. He's clearly better I, than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't know how Russell Wilson is going to perform after this whole future disc, guys. You know what? And, and again, when it comes down to that, <laughs> when it comes down to that, I'm sure I'm sure Russ can give a good goddamn. <laughs> like to be real with you, I mean, honestly, that disc is for us. But everybody, he could really probably give a good goddamn because at the end of the day, he's got he's got Sierra. He paid mm-hmm. for he he paid he paid for her masters and all that and her music masters, so she owns her catalog. You know something that's that, 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 something something definitely future could do. Um, and, you know, like and and at the end of the day, who's winning? Yeah. Russell, Who's I know, look at it like this. I, look at it like I this. I think future is lame for that shit. Russell Westbrook is building. He is. He is. Russell Wilson is is raising future son. <laughs> right? Songs that future wrote. Future wrote songs for Sierra. Sierra owns those songs because Russell Wilson <laughs> paid for her to own those songs. So Russell mm-hmm. Wilson owns publishing for future. Like Russell mm-hmm. Wilson is winning this battle. If you look at public right. perception, yeah, okay, future is cool, and everybody's going to just ride their future. I, Social media is cool. Future mm-hmm. is a bitch, but dude, bro. I don't like future at all. <laughs> but you're the minority, though, in that. You're the minority in that in that take. What do y'all think? You know y'all, I mean? think y'all, y'all like future? I think Russ. I like future, future? as a as an artist. I, as an artist, I like future. When you're talking, yeah. But when you're talking person? this battle between Russ and Future, I can really give a guess. Russ is really winning, right? Yeah, I can I really care, care less, less. But Russ is winning. Russ is I mean, winning that's this big shit to me, though. Side. Like, why? Why pick on Russell? Somebody you know that's not really gonna fight back. You know what I mean? Because so he's, he's the easier back. target. <laughs> wait, no, wait. He's fighting back. <laughs> he's fighting back with money. He has a lot more money than Future has, yeah, and he's, he's buying stuff. He's raising his child. Still, ain't what, that something? Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's it, like future. You can, you can put this cloak over, you know, the, the cloak over our eyes, saying that you don't give a damn. But I, trust me, I mean, if you're still making disses with Russ's name in it, like, dude, right. apparently, apparently, you still care. Right. So keep pushing. Like, who gives a fuck? Right. Plenty. Future is lame. Plenty. Future is lame as hell to me. Mm. But to, to finish this off, Dick. yeah. So I, I'll let you go, and then I'll go with mine. What have you ever? We'll even elaborate. It doesn't even have to be true, but what have you cried about with sports? The most recent thing, or anything? Oh, yeah, to bring it back. Yeah, we went on the tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were- I don't think I've ever cried. In sports, the closest I came, and it wasn't even a championship. It was the We Believe Warriors. That was the closest I came. But okay. if I if I tried to forecast 
the next time I will show emotion, it will probably be a Niners championship. Because What's the last time the, Warriors, the, the mm-hmm. Niners, the last time the Niners won a championship, I was, I think I was six or seven years old. I wasn't very Gosh, old. I was ten. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. I was, I was very young, so I, I remember 10. it, but it wasn't like, oh my god, this happened. If the Niners win a championship within the next two or three years, I'm probably gonna cry because I've invested so much emotional emotional currency into this team. If they win a championship, mm-hmm. I'm crying. I, I can't. Oh no, it. trust. Especially I, if they win in Vegas, dude. If they win in Vegas in the Raiders Stadium, I'm crying, bro. I'm talking shit for the next ten years. I'm crying <laughs> when they win. Dude, it's nasty. If they they better not win this year because it's nasty. I got a feeling. I got I got a feeling they're gonna win. They're gonna win that shit at uh, at uh, at Allegiant. I got a feeling they're gonna do that shit. I do too, dude. I have a feeling they're going. They're going to go to the Raiders' Oof. home stadium, win the championship. Oh my god, I'm a but you, but you know, but, but, but before you finish though, D, like I just thought about it. Like I. I just thought about like the biggest storyline, the two biggest storylines that the NFL would dream of, if if Derek Carr and and uh, Dennis Allen lead the Saints in Super Bowl, and Derek Carr wins the goddamn Super Bowl in Vegas. Oh my god, that would be just. Ridiculous! Like I'm all about storylines. That whole Super Bowl week, Derek Carr would not will be answering nothing but questions about about him, his time with the Raiders and what would it mean for him to win a Super Bowl uh, in Vegas in that stadium? Guarantee it. How how, yeah, is, how close do you think the Saints are to winning a Super Bowl? Though that'd be a crazy. I don't I don't know if the Saints are the viewers. The Saints are actually closer than you appear than than you think because they because if you go back and look at last year, go back and look at last year. Matter of fact, that game against San Francisco, the thirteen nothing game, the Niners barely won. Yeah, the Saints up there got a couple of calls that were hosed against them that they that the Niners up there got away with. That if the Saints if the calls go the Saints way, the Niners don't win that game. The Saints have a good defense. They have a really good defense. They honestly, they have a championship level defense. Um, and Derek Carr, you know, for what is what you know, for what Raider fans want to shit on him about, he's honestly in the NFC. He's easily the top one of the top five quarterbacks right now. To be quite honest with you, um, you know, it really depends on what, what's up with Alvin Kamara and his situation because he, even though those. Uh, even though that issue in Vegas got thrown out, he's got to pay, you know, community, ser- you know, a fine and community service. The NFL is still going to clip him. I think they're going to give him at least three games, um, because you know, I, I, uh, Roger Goodell doesn't doesn't let players just get away scot free after the legal process. So that's why I, that's why I'm like, if the Saint, if he if he misses games, I think he'll just miss three. But overall, I mean, the Saints have. Michael Thomas still a good wide receiver, they, and they of course, win that division. Hey, and Chris Olave is a really good wide receiver out of Ohio State. Yeah. I don't know if anybody up there really just watched him last year, but shit, he's a he's a he guy that that balling. eventually he was balling, but he, I can see him eventually taking over for um, for Michael Thomas when they whenever they want to move off of dude. Um, 
But but the Saints are close to winning a Super Bowl, are closer to competing to a, uh, for a Super Bowl than most teams give them credit because again the NFC West uh, NFC South is, is 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 putrid. The only other team they really got to compare uh, compete against is against Tampa and Baker Mayfield's their goddamn quarterback. So it really is just you know the Saints division to lose to be the to if you really want to keep it one hundred. But yeah, I, I, like this is to answer your question, D. Yeah, the Saints are closer to winning a Super Bowl than you, than most people appear. And most people think. Okay. And I want to agree with you. It's just... I mean, yeah. I mean, how can you not say... If they if they have a clear line to get to the playoffs, they're, they're clearly going to win at the NFC South. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the competition, but we know what Baker Mayfield is. And again, yeah, like yeah. I could see, I them, and I could see them if they're if they're you know if they're like five hundred by 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 uh, mid season during the trade deadline. Hell, Mike Evans might be available for for the right price if you're if right. you're a team looking for right. uh, upgrades for the play, postseason run. So the the Bucks, the Bucks might not even the the Bucks might be out of contention by by the, by by the end of September, early October if they don't play, if uh, yeah. If if they got to go back and forth between Baker Mayfield and uh, Kyle Tra- Kyle Trask of all goddamn people, and they look terrible. I'm I'm watching the practice tape. They look terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put too much, you know, put too much um, credit into the practice tapes, but they look terrible. They're missing easy outs, like ten yard outs. That's why. That's why. By like ten yards. That's why Antonio Antoine Winfield came out and said that he thinks that the that the team is trying to uh, call Tom Brady and trying to uh, trying to convince him to come back because they because because the quarterback position is uh, is very suspect down near and uh, right off of John uh, right off of uh, Del Mabry uh, Boulevard down there in Tampa. So, uh, but no, like yeah, finish up, man. Finish up your uh, list, man. Okay. D, yeah. you, you did yours, D? That's it for you? That was it, D? My list? Yeah, as far as, like, things that you cried on. That was it, right? You said you really didn't cry, but... Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. That, that was, was it? it? Okay. I don't have anything else that I would I would cry about. Giants, I've seen them win. Warriors, I've seen them win. There's no okay. individual player that I have attachments with that I want to see win that I would cry if they did. It would just be the so, 49ers because I don't think I've ever seen that. I mm-hmm. have four events that I've cried on. All right. Four. Oh, that's what you cried on. I have four. I, I will not, of course, not in particular order. But one of them is basketball. And actually, the other three has to do with wrestling. Okay. So I'll go with basketball first. Warriors first championship. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my little apartment over in Fairfield, California, whatever. And then, you know, my girl's there, my my kid is there. And, like, I remember when it hit. I remember when it was like, oh, shit, we're we're probably going to win a championship. Mm -hmm. It was game six. We're up by a little bit, like eight, nine or something like that. Festus Azili gets a put-back dunk and gets fouled. And right then, I don't, I don't know why. It was, 
I was like, oh, oh shit, we're going to win. And then once that final buzzer hit, I just started thinking of all the memories in the past. I started thinking about Felton Spencer and Ronnie Cycli and, oh, my, just everybody. <laughs> Chris Mills <laughs> and Terry Cummings. Terry yeah. Cummings, Vontigo Cummings. Uh, just AC Law. Just Derek's favorite, Bobby Sura. <laughs> and just thinking like, oh shit, we did it. Shout out to Keith Shout out to Keith Smart. Right, 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 right. And you know who my you know who my favorite warrior player is that's always forgotten? Because I think that he paved the way kind of for us winning the championship. David Lee. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. David Lee. That was, was literally the biggest first... signing that they've had in our yeah. generation. He was our first All Star in years. Walking double in, double. In Walking years. Double double. Mm-hmm. He was our first All Star. I mean, and it was unfortunate that he got hurt, but that paved the way for Draymond. You know what? And him, Draymond him accepting the role to go to the bench was big. It was big. Mm-hmm. He, and you know what? He embraced and, going to the bench. And Draymond better be careful because that shit could happen to him too. A guy like uh, Jonathan Kaminga mess around and slip into the coming. starting lineup because you know because I mean we like I said if it weren't like that go, going to that season, everybody knew Dar- uh, David Lee was supposed to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that David Lee was going to be a starter, but he gets hurt. Draymond takes advantage. Uh, matter of fact, Dr- uh, David Lee basically tells him, "He, you need to start. Like, I'm not going to be ready by, by by opening day. You need to start. You need to be ready to do it." And then what they do? They the Warriors damn near basically was winning every freaking game that was uh, the, that uh, that Draymond was starting. And like Kerr was like, again, your whole you know as a head coach, your whole thing is to just win games, get these guys in the right position to win those games, put your best guys out there uh, to, to win, and, and what do you do? He didn't, he didn't rock the boat, kept that shit, kept, uh, kept the right starting lineup out there, knew that he had a guy in there in David Lee that was willing to come off the bench, that was healthy. Matter of fact, in that closeout game against Cleveland, that, fir- uh, that first title run, David Lee in the fourth quarter was absolutely spectacular. He was what they freaking needed. Uh, rebounding, a couple of quick, a couple of uh, and ones in the fourth quarter. Like he, if it, if I'm not mistaken, he scored like six point, six or seven points. But they were the biggest six, seven points that you could ever think of in the championship mm-hmm. uh, in a closeout for a championship. So, uh, yeah, like for him to like, you just go back to what you were saying. For him to accept the bench role, that really put the Warriors. Uh, that put the Warriors in a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a in a great spot of winning the championship. It, it paved the way for a lot of things with the Warriors. Um. So okay. So to my other crying moments, you guys remember. So the next three are going to be uh, wrestling related. Do you guys remember like back in the day when you had a pay per view? For wrestling, 
you can turn to that channel, even though even if you didn't pay for it, but you can still see like the little black lines and hear the yeah. announcers and everything. Channel twenty nine, Cable Oakland. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the first one was this. Now this wasn't Tears of Joy. This was me being an upset little kid. It was when I believe it was Hulk Hogan lost to the Undertaker. Survivor Series nineteen ninety one. I know yeah. he had ashes thrown in his eyes. Oh no 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 no! You're talking about uh, you're talking about Tuesday night in Texas and when the really? Undertaker lose when the Undertaker lost to Hulk Hogan because that's the only time that the ashes were thrown in uh, Undertaker was thrown in the face. Really? When Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan lost, that was Survivor Series '91, where Undertaker tombstone him on the chair with Ric Flair sliding that damn yeah, chair in the bottom wing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that w- that was one. I don't know why I got it confused, but that was one. It was when Hogan lost. Uh, the other one was same scenario. Couldn't see the pay per view, but I was able to hear it and everything. Stone Cold lost the championship match to Kane, and it was a first blood match. I saw that. I saw. Oh that yeah, match. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A really yeah. good match. I don't know. I mean, My family is poor. I don't know how I saw that that pay per view, but I remember Stone, that because Stone Cold was bloody as hell. Stone Cold wrestled with a. I want to say he wrestled with a. Um, I want to say he had a staph infection. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah, because he had a he had like this elbow pad uh, on his mm-hmm. left elbow. I yeah. think he got a. I want to say he got a staph infection. I remember that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. It was First a staph match. infection. I remember. It was. It yeah. Was it was a staph in infection. your. In your house. It was a Good Lord. Okay. In your house. It was in a first blood match. Mm-hmm. In your but, house. Yeah. But, I cried again the next night on Monday Night Raw. Tears of joys. Tears of joy because Stone Cold actually won the belt back the next night. On Monday Night Raw. No, there you go. So you basically, yeah. So you, so you <laughs> cried. So you cried when the heel to cry two days in a row. <laughs> it was and a full circle moment, guys. Mm, and you know, speaking of <laughs> speaking of full circle moments, I just want to say sorry. something. And I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think it's amazing that right now, like. I'm conversating with people that I've known for over a decade. Joe, for you, I've known you over two decades. Mm-hmm. D, over a decade. And it's like, I'm so grateful because you two are like guys that, while we've learned and everything, you guys have always stayed your authentic self. If that makes sense. Like, you guys are always yeah, stuck to like your core and everything. And I'm so happy to be able to call you guys my friends and to be actually able to do this with you guys every Saturday night. And trust me, this isn't just the alcohol talking. <laughs> like, like I'm really appreciative of you guys. And I like, I hope you both know that. And I both consider you like great friends. And I just want to say thank you both for, you know, agreeing to do this or, and just being in my life. Okay. All right, I said it. It's all good. Yeah. Shit. 
And I think right there, that's a perfect, that's perfect. way to mm-hmm. wrap this all up because that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And I think we had a really good pod, really good conversation. And yeah, this what we got going on is, is a very beautiful thing. The synergy is there. And I hope to continue this going forward and, you know, we blossom to something great. Because right now yeah. we're on the right path. So. Yeah, Joe, you're a huge yeah, acquisition for us, bro. And we just want to say thank you for, you know, blessing us with your presence and everything. Because you've added a tremendous amount to this podcast, like more than you even know. And I just want to say thank you for that, Joe, seriously. No, no worries, man. I, like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy the banter. It's all good. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate so, it. with that said, that is the Zaddy Vibe Show. I'm your boy, DC. Got Joe. Yes, sir. Great to be here. We are going to be back next week. We're going to have more topics for y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. See y'all next week. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? We, the Bobs are still there, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Alright y'all right. Started with a nickel bag of regular green I'm trying to do some shit they never seen They told us never dream uh, Try to kill our dreams Never dream uh, Told us never dream uh, Started with a nickel bag of regular green I'm trying to do some shit they never seen They told us never dream I woke up, everything was broke Even my family members The nominations I received Something the Grammy centers Grams we split them, break them down And sell the whole thing It's hard to give advice to a youngin Just got a gold chain he don't wanna hear that shit, he touching paper Told him where I'm at is quiet, ain't gotta cuss my neighbors I told him never trust a snake, could never love a hater Nigga, we tryna be Kobe, just not another Laker We need property like Rick Ross, sitting on a hundred acres Them Swiss rolls for dinner, used to have my stomach aching I told him keep some lawyer money in case the case come up Some niggas get the stand